Hey, welcome to Without Your Head Here. This is Nasty Neil, episode one, and possibly only episode of Nasty Neil Goes to the Movies. Now, I go to the movies every week, and uh, sometimes I'll talk about them on the show, but I'm an old man, so sometimes I forget all about the movie by the time we get to uh, the live show on Thursdays. Now, other times I'll be with Annabelle, and we'll usually do a dinner and a movie. But sometimes she's uh, she's doing something more important, which is uh, many things. No, I'm just kidding. But um, sometimes, you know, we don't go. Or, or sometimes the movie's not, not uh, appropriate for a dinner and movie. That doesn't mean, you know, we're going to see some dirty uh, stuff here. I'm saying, like, uh, movies I went to see this week, including The Little Mermaid. Right. Now, we're probably not going to do dinner and a movie about uh, The Little Mermaid. We might. I don't know. We did Smurfs, so who the hell knows why not? But anyway, I go to the movies every week. Why not, while they're fresh in my mind, come out here and talk about them? So I was out all day, three-mile walk home. The movies are uh, rattling around in my head, trying to put uh, some sense into what I think about them. And then I get home, go to sleep, and I forget about them by uh, next Thursday. So what good does that do anybody but me? Nothing. So we're going to start doing this show. Or maybe we won't. It depends on if you guys like it or not. So, uh, by the way, if you want to help support the show, if you super chat, uh, if you super chat five bucks as a special thanks or more, uh, you're going to get one of these cool without your head uh, stickers. They're die cut. They're very nice. These are our, our previous logo. Uh, once they're gone, there will not be more of these made. Uh, there's two different colors. There are green and there are red. So you'll get one of the two. Um, and if you uh, do $10 or more, you'll also get that. And you'll get a bunch of random um, other horror movie stickers from uh, Friday the 13th, Halloween, all kinds of different horror stuff. And I'll send those out randomly. You're not buying the stickers. It's a thank you for helping out the show. So uh, you can either uh, super chat that on uh, YouTube or you can Venmo Hediverse, that's H-E-A-D-Y-V-E-R-S-E. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you this over and over. But uh, subscribe here on uh, YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, that's very cool. But go over to the YouTube page and subscribe, hit like, comment, share out uh, to everybody out there. And uh, hit that bell icon uh, so you get notifications, uh, supposedly. Uh, go, man, go! From the T-Bone here, Mr. Troy. All right, so let's get right to these movies. So I went to the movies today. What did I see? I went and I saw The Little Mermaid. And people are like, Nasty Neil, we're taking away your horror card. What the hell are you doing going to see The Little Mermaid? I got, look, just because I do the horror movie show, I do a pro wrestling show, I have other interests. I like movies in general. I And you know what? I love musicals. I'll say it. I'm a big musical fan. Grease is the word, is the word that you heard. It's got groove. It's got meaning. Bow, 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 bow. Grease is the time, is the place, is the... Well, we don't get that. All right. But yeah, I like a lot of musicals. And not just Sweeney Todd. Though that is pretty sweet. Uh, you know, it could, like I said, Grease, it could be, uh, here come the Jets like a bat out of hell. Someone gets in our way. Someone don't feel so well. That was almost Shatner-esque, I think. But anyway, let's get into this. The Little Mermaid. 
Now, everyone was... So I put this up. I'm going to see The Little Mermaid. I seem very angry. But I feel like if it's just me, I have to be very animated. So I went to see Little Mermaid. I posted this up on uh, on the socials, as the kids say. Really, just on the Facebook, though. The one that the old men use, like me. So I put it up there. And, you know, people are like, Oh, you're woke! Ah, uh, you're, uh, how progressive of you, which we're going to get to, we're going to get, actually get to some of this in a, in a later movie, but they're yelling at me. I just thought it looked good. That's all. Look, I'm not going to say it's all I care about. Obviously I care about social uh, relevance, all these things, but if a movie is, it has like social elements, blah, blah, but if it sucks, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm not, I, look, I don't want to be an asshole, but that doesn't make me like the movie. I thought it looked good because it's a mermaid, people. Have you seen a real mermaid? I believe in the book she's green. It doesn't make any difference what color a mermaid is. They're not real. I saw this about, uh, like, the new Lord of the Rings. The people are all up and arms. What the hell, a hobbit? A hobbit can't be can't be uh, a black a black hobbit. What in the hell are they doing? They're all up in arms and throwing tomatoes at the screen. This is where they draw the line. They're like mermaids. Yeah, of course, redheaded mermaid. Of course, everyone knows mermaids have red hair and pale skin. They're, Whoa, wait a minute. I draw the line here. This is no longer believable. A non-Caucasian mermaid, impossible. So we had that crowd. I had someone just been, isn't that a kid's movie? I didn't even answer. It's a little mermaid. Yeah, it's a kid's movie. A kid's movie. Does, okay, if it's R-rated, a kid can't go see it. But if it's a kid's movie, is an adult not allowed to see it? Is it, re is it reversed now? I go there and they're like, let me see your ID, sir. Which I did ask for my ID to see Little Mermaid. I didn't even think about that until right now. Why the hell did... Were they going to kick me out? You're like, what in the hell are you doing? You're 47 years old. Hit the bricks. Get the hell out of here. But I'll be honest. There was. I saw it was 1130 matinee. There was no kids there. They're probably all at the school. Learning. So anyway... This is just going to be me getting pissed. So I went to see The Little Mermaid. And you know what? I liked it. Other people asking me, they're like, Neat Nasty Neil. What, did they change from the original cartoon? Is it just like that? Did they follow the storyline? I don't freaking know. I saw it 30 years ago. I saw it once. They, they play Sing the Under the Sea song. There's a, there's a crab, uh, there's the mermaid, there's a guy, I don't freaking know, I'm sure it was like that, Ursula, uh, how was, uh, Javier, Javier Bardem, he was very cool, he's not in it a lot, uh, the, the, um, actress who plays the little mermaid, uh, Ariel, uh, Halle Bailey was great in it, uh, great voice, Really played the role well. Honestly, the the uh, the guy who plays Eric really uh, looks like uh, looks like a, a Disney cartoon person. That was cool. If you're familiar, uh, yeah, I I know. But listen, Emily, I I'm gonna be very theatrical on this show and yell. 
I know, I know they asked for the uh, for ID for, for just because to make sure I wasn't sneaking in and using my uh, my neighbor's app to see the Little Mermaid. But it's funnier if I say they just asked me for ID to see the Little Mermaid. But we'll, we'll look over that. So basically, you never know how how real to take me. Now, my review of this movie will be real, but anything I post online. There is some reality to it. There might be no reality to it. You never know. I like to keep people guessing. But anyway, so uh, Eric, he was cool. King Triton is cool. But to me, the star of this movie is Ursula. Melissa McCarthy. She she is fantastic as Ursula. She's like uh, like an old, like uh, like this old, like gruff, almost like a black and white sitcom. like Or like an old uh, mob mobster. Oh, her performance as Ursula, I loved it. Every time she said a line, every expression on her face, uh, she she is the star of the movie. I loved Ursula. Now, a lot of times they call these Disney movies uh, live action. Uh, how I don't even know if you could call most of these live action. I mean, there's there's actors in it, but it's it's I mean, it's almost like Avatar. It's like it's very heavy CG. You know that that Eric guy, he's walking around. He's a he's a human being, but uh, all you know, all the animals are CG. All the crabs, they're very cute. The crab, the the bird dude, um, the fish. I don't know these people's names, but um, yeah, that that's all CG. The mermaids are very CG. Triton's very CG. Ursula's very CG. So you know, I guess it, it's live action because like they got heads. But uh, it's kind of weird to call. I, the weirdest one I thought was Lion King, because like that—that's like the live-action Lion King, where every single thing is computer-generated. I think even the grass. It was like it's really just another. That was just another form of animation. I normally do not like these uh, these live-action um, versions of um, of the Disney classics. Um, was not a big fan of Lion King. I actually thought Aladdin was was horrendous. Um, Dumbo was not good. I was actually looking forward to that. I did actually like, um, I think the Jungle Book sequel I actually liked. That was an odd one. Uh, Flounder is the fish. Sebastian is the crab. Well, thank you, Mr. Mr. Jones here. I'll be honest, it made me want to go watch a cartoon. I, I've not seen it for a long time. And uh, I'm so, I, I didn't want to offend you. Emily, I'm just the uh, I'm I've I'm just messing around here, but you are right. They asked for ID, but but I will say this: this is serious here. I saw three movies, and the same person asked me for ID all three times. Now they have to know I'm I'm still the same guy. Did I go? I was like, oh man, I went. And, yep, you're right. I used my app for Little Mermaid, but oh boy, I'm gonna pull one over on you. And use you know Bobby McGee's app for uh, for can for uh, Kandahar, but anyway, uh, really fun. Obviously, music's great, you know. And the, uh, that era of Disney movies, uh, you know, Lion King, Little Mermaid. Um, there's a you know Aladdin, uh, really, really great music. The real classic old Disney uh, animated movies are fantastic. There's a there's an era where I think some people actually about my age actually think they're, they were good because they grew up with them, but they were pretty rotten, like a, a sword in the stone and stuff. Those aren't, aren't particularly good. But uh, 90s 
was the was the uh, was the new boom period of uh, of the Disney movies. The Disney musical animated films were great. Uh, so now we're uh, redoing these, and people all up in arms or whatever. But you watch a movie. Look, it's a fantasy movie. There's people from all different uh, ethnicities. This is a fantasy world with mermaids and, and Triton. And uh, um, the movie's like kind of set on like a Jamaican island, basically, because uh, the king and the queen are, uh, are islanders. And uh, Eric is actually um, is like uh, a kid that they raised that, that, that was uh, shipwrecked there. I don't, I, I don't know how close that is to the original story. I don't think that is how the original one is. But it totally worked in here. Um, the seven daughters of Triton are all different. Um, there's white, there's white mermaids, there's Asian mermaids. I thought that was really cool because it's a, they represent the seven seas. So they're from all different areas that all really worked. Um, some of the humor is kind of flat, but again, a lot of that's probably, uh, is a more towards, uh, children, but, um, very cute, uh, good store, obviously the classic story. Uh, Halle Bailey was, was great. And honestly, uh, the guy who plays Eric is really good in, and he, it's almost like kind of the, the nothing role. It's just like the good looking Prince guy, but he, he's actually really nails it. He really comes across like a Disney Prince come to life. Honestly, he, he really nails that. Um, the King Queen are fine, but, uh, yeah, King Triton is cool. I was like Javier Bardem, but, uh, Ursula, Melissa McCarthy is Ursula. She's very divisive actress. Some people uh, hate her. Some people love her. Um, I've not really seen a lot of stuff with her, honestly. Uh, but, uh, well, I actually really like the Ghostbusters movie, which a lot of people do not like. But uh, fantastic is Ursula. Knocked it out of the park. So I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, recommend this. I'm not going to give a rating, a scale system on this. I'm just going to say if, go see it or not. I would say go see this movie. Um, especially if you like, uh, the original look, if you hate little mermaid, why would you want to go see it to begin with? But, uh, I really dug it and I, I'm not really, fam I know the little mermaid. I'm not super familiar with it. Um, <clears throat> and I really liked it. So I would think, uh, the target audience would, would, uh, really dig this movie. If not, I would be very surprised if they didn't. So yeah, not really a lot of negatives. Like I said, some of the, some of the, the jokey stuff with the, the crab, some of that's very cute. Some of the jokes are kind of flat, but again, it's more, you know, it's aimed towards kids. Uh, the next movie I saw was Kandahar, which I really didn't know anything about. So this, uh, I do like going, uh, part of the AMC app, like, uh, Emily Black had mentioned that, um, I like using this because first of all, it's a great deal. It's $22 a month. You can see three movies a week, any, anyway. So you can, you can go see the cheap matinees. You could go see, um, IMAX real 3d. Oh, by the way, I saw little mermaid on real 3d and it looks great. It's a beautiful movie. All the, all the tentacles flying around uh, underwater stuff. All that looks uh, tremendous on the big screen in, in real 3d. So I would, I would, I would recommend seeing it in 3d or IMAX or, um, and, and the most visual way you could see plus, um, and sometimes people overlook this in the theater. Not only is it visual, it's audio. Cause so you're surrounded by the sound. So, you know, um, all the music and stuff, you feel it and it's fun. Um, like I said, it was a, it was an all adult audience I was with cause it was, uh, it was early in the morning and I heard people laughing and cheering and stuff. So it was a, it was a fun experience. Uh, so I went, so 
the app, um, you can see all these movies, 22 bucks a month. I go honestly use it almost, almost always three movies a week. So that's 12 movies at the minimum. That's like 10 bucks a movie. So, uh, you're, you're really good. Even if you went to see two movies, you're going to get your money's worth it. Especially if you went to see two IMAX movies or two 3d movies. Um, so uh, what else, what else I like about it? So sometimes I go and see movies that I would not normally see because if I was going to go pay individually for the movies, I probably wouldn't even saw the little mermaid, but, um, with the $22 a month, three a week, I'm like, yeah, it looks good. I'm gonna go see it. Uh, Kandahar, I wouldn't have seen cause I didn't really know anything about it, but I'm like, oh, I'll give this a shot. And so sometimes this works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, if I'm not paying a lot, I, I don't really mind seeing a movie I don't like. It's not, it's not the end of the world to me. Um, cause you're not going to like everything. So it's not like a life or death situation to me. So anyway, Kandahar, um, here's, here's what it says on IMDb, a CIA, a CIA oper, operative and his translator free from special forces in Afghanistan after exposing a covert mission. So. There was a lot of interesting stuff in this movie. So, uh, Gerard Butler is the main guy. And, uh, so he's, he sent over, so he, it starts off like he, he, uh, he explodes, uh, he takes out like, um, a nuclear power plant. Uh, then he's sent to, uh, to find, uh, to find him and him and his translator sent to Afghanistan to find some other bad dudes. And then they, uh, they, um, the bad people, they find, uh, well, I'm going to get to the bad people here a second. So they, they find, they, they find a woman who, who knows, uh, their names and like they, um, torture her to get, to get the names. And so their, their cover is blown and then it's them trying to escape. Um, so what, well, uh, one of the more interesting parts of the movie is there's so many different groups. So there's different, you know, uh, there's ISIS, um, and then there's like, um, a, a, a group that's even more like they even say in the movie, even more backwards than even ISIS is because like, uh, you know, they believe like the, like women shouldn't be educated and like they're doing public beheadings. And, um, and I think for American audiences, to see all these different groups that some of us kind of just think are all the same, but they're all different and they have different kind of tiers and uh, they're all fighting each other. So it's basically, you know, everyone's fighting everybody. And uh, part of the movie is like, who's on whose side, uh, you know, who's fighting who and all the different levels. So I like that. And then um, there's things that I really like cause they humanize, um, all these all these characters uh for example the guy who uh so the guy who who's the uh torturer basically who's interrogating the woman to uh to get the names he's humanized so so his job is to to uh interrogate her and basically torture her and possibly kill her to get the names but he also has a family. He has a, a loving wife. He has uh, he has children, and so they show you know yeah, it's not necessarily black and white. Obviously, the stuff he's doing 
uh, you know, we don't agree with, but it also shows that that's the, that's where he's from and it's a job to him and not just a job. He's prideful of his country too. So it's, uh, all that stuff's really interesting. Um, uh, you know, they have like Al Qaeda and all the, and all the different groups are represented. Um, the worst part of the movie is the main guy, Gerard Butler. The character is is completely uninteresting. So you have all these other groups. He's just like the white guy. There's two like white guys in the movie. The other guy is is a white Muslim, and so that's a little interesting. But he's he's not really fleshed out to really um, show like his background. You know how he got uh, to this part in his life. Um, Gerard Butler is like backstory. Like his it's so like mundane. Like very just stereotypical in these kind of action movies. His wife's divorcing him. He's trying to get home to talk to his daughter. Just like stuff you've seen in a million things. And you don't care at all about any of that stuff. Uh, the other people are way more interesting. Like I said, the, the guy that's uh, the interrogator, I would like to have follow, followed him. There's another guy who's part of, um, he's part of ISIS. And he, uh, you know, and, uh, He's more he's uh, more progressive than some of the other people he's working with, and he actually wants out of this area, even though he's uh, doing what what he thinks is right. He still wants to. Uh, he's more like into the the Western culture, and um, so there's a lot of interesting stuff. And then Gerard Gerard Butler is just like his character does not even need to be in the movie. There's nothing interesting about him. It's very just bland stuff. That's uh in every like action movie just to have a basic backstory you know oh he's gonna get home to see his daughter and uh his wife's divorcing him and it's like no one cares you know you don't really you never see the wife i mean all stuff's just pointless stuff and i really think it's like all this other stuff would make an interesting movie but they're probably worried that um would an american audience be interested in that so let's you know put the the american guy in here who who's not, I mean, if you made him an interesting guy, but he's just a nothing character, even though he's the main character of the movie. So, uh, this was, you know, this was fine. There is some good stuff in it. Um, I, I, I would never see it again. I'm not saying it's not worth seeing, but I, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. So I, I wouldn't really recommend it, but maybe, um, once it goes to streaming or something, you can check it out. But it was, uh, some interesting stuff, but uh, at the end of the day, it's really just a, an action movie about Gerard Butler, and it's not that great. Um, the third movie I really wanted to like, and that is The Wrath of Becky. And here's the IMD, IMDb um, synopsis. Uh, this is interesting because on the AMC app, they just call it an action movie. And, um, on most sites, they call it a horror movie. So I don't know. It is an action horror, action horror comedy, I would say, but I don't know. Um, I'm not someone who, who likes to fight over genre, but I don't, you know, action, I guess there's action in it, but I don't know where I'd put it. maybe thriller horror. I don't know. But anyway, um, I, I don't know. I just think maybe the audience that would want to see it might be more likely to see it if it actually mentioned it was a horror movie on the AMC app. Uh, two years after she escaped the violent attack on her family, Becky attempts to rebuild her life in the care of an older woman, a kindred spirit named Alina. 
Uh, but when a group known as the Noblemen break into their home, attack them, and take her beloved dog, Diego, Becky must return to her old ways to protect herself and her loved ones. So this was really interesting because the whole time I'm watching it, I really wanted to like it because I like the themes of it. Um, I actually really liked uh, Lulu Wilson, who plays Becky. I'd never seen her before, but I thought she, she did a good job. Uh, Sean William Scott actually I thought was good. Um, but it, it just never worked for me, and it took me a little while to think, like, uh, what, why it didn't work. So it's, uh, like I was saying, Lulu Pencil. Uh, Lulu Pencil, that's a wrestler. Uh, Lulu Wilson, who plays Becky. So she's like this young girl who's um, not a foster home, so she's like a runaway or whatever. And this older lady takes her in. She thinks she's older, so she's paying rent, and she's working. These uh, these group that are they're basically like the Proud Boys kind of are, co are coming into town. Um, she messes with them at the diner. They come to, uh, you don't know if they're coming to kill her, to beat her up, what. It's like the one the one guy just thinks they want to scare her, but the other guy is like a more hostile dude. Um, I don't give too much away, but, you know, it, it goes beyond what what uh, every, what the other two guys thought was going to happen, especially the one guy. And then Be and then Becky hunts them down is, is, is the basic gist of the movie. And so... There's a lot of stuff that defies logic, which that's fine. I know it's a movie, but for example, so she's a 16-year-old she's a girl, and they also make her a klutz, which I don't, I'm not exactly sure why, because if she's going to go and battle this whole group of, like, the white supremacist dudes who are, like, uh, especially a couple of them are, like, well-trained. The other guys maybe are just kind of goofballs. But if she's going to take on this whole group of grown men, um, she should be totally badass, which she is, but then she's also, they also set up like she falls in her own pit and there's another scene where she just like runs in a wall. And I don't really understand why that was needed because she's already the underdog fighting, you know, like five grown guys, uh, with weapons and stuff. So I don't, I don't really understand why that was added to the movie. Um, but I think now this was hard for me to really think about why it didn't work for me. And if I start to explain it, it's almost going to be like I'm going to be talking myself into liking the movie because I like this idea. But the whole thing really feels like they're trolling uh, a particular set of of an of the audience out there who says everything is woke. Um, you know, there's a young girl. There's the the white supremacists who are kind of like the Proud Boys. Um, all the guys are, are like are dummies and and hill. Some of them are hillbillies. They're all villains. The woman's the girls being up. And I know um, from being on social media, there's a group of audience because they're gonna you know say all the buzzwords. This is woke. Um, you know they're punching all the, all the dots. All 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 the stuff people always talk about. And it really felt like they were purposely going after that audience to troll them, to bait them into saying this is woke. And so part of me would be like, oh yeah, cool. Let's get to those people because those people annoy me too. But there's something about the movie. It's almost like, like a boy band where you might like the music. Like it's just, you know, it, you like the groove or whatever, but there's a, there's like a fakeness to it because it wasn't an actual band of friends who got together and, and started a group. They were, they were, they were chosen 
but like a like a like a board of people put them together like oh this guy appeals to this group of girls blah 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 and so they make this group and this movie to me actually kind of felt that way where there's i don't know if the people make it really like felt that strongly about anything in the movie as opposed to like let's purposely make a movie that is like troll bait to the people who say uh all this stuff is woke and there i don't know maybe i'm overthinking it but it was there was this not a genuine feel to the movie it's and everything is super obvious to me um for example uh i seen in the movie and the guy's got uh a copy of Minecraft like over his phone and it's like do they have to make just so obvious we already get that these guys are white supremacists and he's like this kind of dumb like redneck dude and he's happened to be reading like a, he just hap you know he just sits around reading mind comp and i was like that, and there's just scene after scene like that to me where i'm just like eh, like i get it already like you're going you're kind of trying too hard it's very everything's very obvious to me and they're like i said they're trying to bait this audience that uh that will just say hey you guys are woke and then uh then people fight about it but uh but the thing is that idea is not offensive to me if the movie works but i don't think it's a particularly good film and so i just kind of watch it being like uh i kind of want to like this but i just don't think it's particularly good i didn't hate it it's a fun watch but um there's just something about it i didn't love uh courtney Gaines, who's been on the show a couple times um I think his song was one of the only times I, I like genuinely laughed. Even that's a little over the top, but it did it did make me laugh. Uh, Lulu Wilson's Becky's very good. Uh, I mean, everyone's fine in the movie, uh, but it just didn't quite work for me. And um, it's super over the top. And I don't I don't even think like because they tried to make her super badass, which is cool, and it's very bloody at times and but it doesn't ever feel like real so for me it just it's kind of like a mismatch of like uh of tones and it just it just i don't know it just doesn't work but i do think it's it's enjoy it's an enjoyable watch if you just want to go and not think too much about it and um very short runtime which i think is good kind of gets in and out so you can watch all the badness and then it's over it, it doesn't overstate's welcome. It's not a two and a half hour movie like a, like a lot of things today. But I can't say I loved it. I didn't definitely didn't hate it, but uh, it just didn't quite work for me. But um, I think there's an audience uh, for the Wrath of Becky who would probably uh, like it. So there you go. Nasty Neil goes to the movies episode one. Little Mermaid I really liked a lot. Kandahar's whatever. And uh, The Wrath of Becky is a fun watch, but um, as I said earlier, uh, to me it really seems like troll bait to uh, try to go after a certain audience who says everything's woke. Which, again, should appeal to me, but it just doesn't quite uh, work as a, as, as, a, as a movie. It doesn't feel really true to me. So, anyway, hello from the human horror film here, Thomas Andrew Johnson. Well, thank you, Thomas. Good stuff, my man. Um, I do, uh, by Mr. Jones here, uh, again, if you want to help out the show, you can, uh, super chat or Venmo Hediverse, anything over five bucks and you'll get, um, uh, without your hit sticker and 
some bonus horror stickers. Uh, you're not buying stickers. I'm just going to send those to you for thanking, for thanks to helping out uh, to pay for everything. Um, I do want to just uh, mention the other, there's uh, one of the movies open this week because uh, there were some other things that came out. Let's see here. Um, so Fast X is playing. Uh, I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie, and I probably just never will. I can't start at number 10. Uh, Garns Galaxy is playing. We know all this. Uh, the movies that opened this weekend, The Machine, I'm not going to see this movie. I, 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 for the lot, for, I cannot fa understand, uh, why, uh, what's his name? Burke, the Burt, uh, Burt Kreischer or whatever. I can't understand why this guy is so popular. I've never found him entertaining. I don't think he's funny at all. I find him very annoying, but there people love the guy and I've, I've heard, I don't even, I never got my way to see him. But I've seen him on stuff, and I've heard him tell, you know, the machine story uh, several times. So they finally made a movie about it. Uh, good for him, I guess, but I have no interest in that, so I won't be seeing that. About my father, I think, is this the uh, Robert De Niro one? No, I don't know what this is. Uh, the hottest comic in America, Sebastian Maniscalco, joins forces with legendary... T oh, yeah, Robert De Niro. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, De Niro's probably my favorite actor of all time, but I'm not really a fan of Robert De Niro's comedy. Um, even the ones that like people uh, love, like uh, Meet the Falkers, or what, what? I don't even remember. Uh, I I don't know. Honestly, most stuff that he's made in the last twenty years isn't particularly good. But I do like uh, the uh, Irishman a lot. Uh, Book Club, the next chapter. I'm sure there's an audience for that, but I am not it. Uh, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just not for me. Uh, I don't know what this is. Uh, you Hurt My Feelings, a comedy from acclaimed filmmaker Nicole Holliff Center, comes a sharply obsessed comedy about a novelist whose longstanding marriage is suddenly appended, and she overhears her husband give his honest reaction to his late her latest book. A film about tr trust lies and the things we say to the people we love most. That might be great, but I'll probably never see it. Um, tch -tch -tch. These other movies have been out for a while. Uh, I would really recommend Blackberry, actually. I saw this uh, last week, and it uh, it's not going to play very long, I don't think. Or maybe the week before. Whenever it came out, I saw it. Excellent movie. Highly recommend it. Comedy, um drama comedy about the people who invented the blackberry again a movie i probably would have never seen if it wasn't that i had the amc app and uh pleasantly surprised there's a lot of heart to the movie it's also very funny and it's about the short-lived period of the blackberry the rise of the smartphone and the uh, smartphone and the downfall it's like these two nerdy guys who invent it and they find like a salesman for it who's also kind of a, a scummy shark guy and uh, their rise and fall. Excellent movie. Very funny, and it's heartfelt. And at the end, it says what happened to the real people. So that, that's one I would check out. And Suzumi. I don't know what that is. All right. Meet the Parents. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of that. Uh, there is word that Arnold Schwarzenegger is pushing due to the King Conan movie. Interesting. I would, uh, I would be all about that. Um, Conan the Barbarian. One of my favorite movies. I'm a huge um, fan of sword and sorcery movies. 
But for um, so a lot of the the best ones came out in the eighties. Uh, Conan the Barbarian, Excalibur, even some of the goofier ones around that era. But then from the nineties, like when uh, when Hercules and Xena came out, the trend in the uh, Sword and the Sorcerer movies were to be super campy. And I, I personally hate those. I hated those shows. I know some people are like them. That's fine. I hate those shows, and I hated any movie that tried to be like that. And then I was really, um, it, I loved The Northmen, which came out last year, because it really felt like a sword and sorcery movie that I grew up with, where it was uh, a serious adult uh, movie. Uh, but, you know, sword and sorcery. So um, I would like to see more of that. And so the idea, so. Conan the Destroyer is really not a good movie, but Co if I like, I like the idea of Arnold coming back to play uh, one of his iconic roles, probably uh, that and you know Terminator is the roles that really made him, and um, as uh, as in you know uh, he could play him now as his age about Conan um, this time in his life. I love the idea. I would I would you know obviously it's gonna be good and everything, but the idea I'm all about. And Arnold needs that because um, Stallone has had it now with, with um, you know, he did um, the two Rambo movies. The the, sec, the latest Rambo movie is not a big fan of, but the one before that I thought was really good, John Rambo movie. And then um, Stallone coming back and playing uh, Rocky in the Creed movies. Well, even the, uh, the um, Rocky Balboa movie was great. And then... Um, the two creeds, the third one didn't have him, but um, I like I like that kind of stuff because these are characters that we, uh, you know, we grew up with, and to see them in, in later in life, and I would love to see a, a Conan later in life. That would be a very cool. Um, I would have liked actually uh, Clint Eastwood to do like a, a Dirty Harry as an old man would have been would have been fun. I guess it's still possible. All right, well, yeah, that's very cool. So. Um, Next week, I believe uh, Boogeyman's coming out. Um, we'll probably do a dinner and movie on that one, I would think. Uh, and if not, I'll uh, talk about it here. But we'll probably try to do a dinner and movie on uh, on that one. Oh, also, last week we saw The Master Gardener, which is the new uh, Paul Schrader film. That oh, that really came and went. So, um, the The Master Gardener was about uh this a mysterious uh older guy not like super old but an older guy who's a gardener at this big estate and um there was a this new like uh, uh younger uh girl coming in and he's teaching the ways and you find out that she's like the estranged granddaughter of the woman who owns the estate and um Right away, you find uh, you get a scene where the master gardener, when he takes off his clothes at night, he's covered in swastikas and uh, and Nazi uh, tattoos. And so, like, you don't know at that point, like, whoa, what is this? Is this guy like the villain in the movie? What's his backstory? So then, the movie goes on. I won't go too much away, but um, the movie I was really into for a while. It never really gets to, it never really gets to like, to a, like, a, it never culminates to anything. It's very, it feels very just linear. And uh, it's very well acted by the main guy and the young girl. Um, 
but it never reaches like a height. It just kind of meanders uh, the whole movie. Uh, and there's a part of their relationship that does not feel real. Um, I don't want to give too much away a movie, but I do want to say this about it, which is what, what I thought about watching it. Cause, uh, Paul Schrader who wrote taxi driver, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I've listened to all the commentary tracks and they always talk about that. The three of them, the three creators of that movie being, um, on in the same uh, like mindset, it was like that. So it's Martin Scorsese, Paul Schrader. So Martin Scorsese, the director, Paul Schrader, the writer, and Robert De Niro, who plays Tr Travis Bickle. And all of them are like the same age at the time. And they just make, to me, a, uh, a fantastic movie. And that movie is really, a, you know, from from written, but from like a 20-year-old at the time or like getting close to 30, whatever, whatever age he is. But... At a young man who's full of angst and about his you know, loneliness and not fitting in in the world and trying to, you know, anger and all these things. And then I, I think what motivates someone who writes that when they're, uh, after they, after they make it, after they've made these movies, when they're, uh, when they're an older man in life, when they've lived life, uh, cause you lose the angst, you lose a lot of that anger. So what really still motivates you to write? What do you write about then? And a lot of the themes in The Master Gardener is about a second chance at life. Your life after your your first, your after a marriage is over, after all these things. And so that, to me, was interesting, uh, thinking about Paul Schrader writing this. Uh, and I think it's probably a lot to do with where he is in life, where, you know, Taxi Driver was him in that part of his life. And now Master Gardener is things he thinks about later in life, you know, a second chance, redemption, and uh, things like that. So uh, on that level, I found it interesting, but as a movie, not the greatest. I would actually not really recommend Master Gardener. So anyway, um, I'll probably do these every week. Oh, yeah, and Stallone's and Guardians, too. But I kind of meant the idea of, of um, going back to the characters that he made famous early in his career and then do them again later in life. I know like Arnold came back for uh Terminators, but uh they weren't necessarily they weren't very popular the, those later ones. I even actually liked them, but they weren't real popular. So if he could come back and do uh Conan um like the one last Taraz Conan, what's Conan doing in, in, as king? I love it. So that'd be very cool. All right, I'm going to take off. Thank you guys for watching this. We'll be back uh, this Thursday. I believe Mark Polonia will be on the show. Um, live Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, he is his new. He was on the show previously. He makes a lot of like, creature movies. And his new, he's got two new movies, Jurassic Shark 3 and Cocaine Shark. All right, so that'll be fun. You, um... We're trying to get him on live. Um, hopefully it works out, but uh, he'll be on coming up. A lot of cool guests coming up, so uh, check out Without Your Head. Go to the Facebook group. If you're not on the Facebook group, that's where a lot of the updates are, and we interact all week. If you have news, if you have news questions, or if you have an independent trailer you'd like us to show on the show, uh, post it there. There's a pinned uh, um, message at the top. You can post it right in there, or you can email me without your head at gmail.com. And, uh, that'll be cool. 
you can check out our shop on Amazon. There's a lot of cool stuff. Um, you just look up Without Your Head on Amazon Prime. And there's also, if you're into like cool 8-bit stuff, we got like this Dracula shirt that I made, Mad uh, Mars, Paul Ellers. That's up there. Uh, look up Slasher Man to find those. Uh, like I said, you can help with the show Super Chats. Or you can Venmo anytime just to help out cover cover the cost. You don't have to. We're going to keep doing the show either way. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, me, the Terrible Troy, Annabelle Lecter will be back this Thursday on Without Your Head. It'll be good time. All right, guys, I'm going to take off. Thank you guys for watching. And subscribe, share, comment. And uh, the helps the algorithms here on YouTube. I'm still not familiar. I'm still trying to work out. Uh, used to be just wanted subscribers. So I have like 1,000 subscribers. But now it's all about algorithms. I don't know. Just share it, like it, whatever. All right. Getting out of here. Bye. Trying to play some music.